Undeniably Black, Undeniably Anime. Black Anime Podcast is a directory of anime and manga podcasts by Black creators, designed as a resource and discovery tool for Black Oraku. Discover podcasts that cover everything from giant robots to magical girls, all created for us and by us at theblackanimepodcast.com. This episode is sponsored by All Ages of Geek. Unites the geek of all ages with anime, gaming, Dungeons and Dragons, and all of geekdom. So visit allagesofgeek.com. Hi there! I'm Goku. I'm training right now while listening to Cool Concept Podcast. It's awesome! <laughs> Available on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more! No, oh, whoops. <laughs> Lost track of time. I have to get back to training. Yeah. I hope you enjoy the episode. Also, podcast with your boy Mikamas, and today we have a special guest, illustrator slash animator Shauna Mills. What's up? What's up? I'm just. I just got home an hour ago. Now I'm just eating. <laughs> yeah. So, what about you? I've been in the house for. Pretty much all day, and just walk dogs and uh, work on my stuff nowadays. But yeah, I'm staying safe. You know, Rona keeps you in the house. Mm, mm, true, true, true. So tell us about yourself. Uh, myself. Um, that's so such a, a wide-ranging question. Um, I am a professional storyboard artist, uh, director, and uh, character design, development. Pretty much, I'm a uh, one-woman studio. Um, nice. Originally from New York, and I started all of that my career there, um, doing video, uh, animated uh, music videos, and then I kind of like dipped my 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 hands into um, game designing and development. Um, so I moved here to LA and 2013 and I mm-hmm. got my big big shot doing like uh, storyboards for Black Dynamite and that's where I started uh, working here wow professional wow. that's cool uh, how's how's New York by the way as well oh you mean like back then when I lived there cause oh uh, oh, so I raised, but... oh so where where are you living right now I'm in LA. Uh, that's where I work. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Where the um, industry kind of like get well beckons you to to live there. Um, okay. okay. So how how what was it like working with the, the team, um, Black Dynamite? The team. Huh. I mean, because I came on quite late into the the seat, well the the production, so a lot of the team that was known as gone was gone mm. when, I, when I started so I actually I started doing revision work when I was there mm-hmm. and then um, so who was there was actually uh, Carl Jones LaShawn Thomas uh, mm-hmm. a few other people I know I, I forget Diego's last name but he has a show now on Cartoon Network um, but yeah there was a, a number of people that I got to meet on the tail end of that production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was cool. It was cool. It was my first time uh, 
spreading my wings and then kind of like working uh, as a, a, a true adult <laughs> in my career. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. All right. That's dope. So when did you start first start creating animation? Oh, so in high school, actually, I had to take uh, cartooning animation. We had to choose majors. In my high school, I went to art and design, high school of art and design in the middle of New York. And they, you know, we had majors, um, mm -hmm. cartoon animation. And that's when I, I kind of got a taste of it. And at the beginning, I hated it. I did not like animating. I did not like, uh, I didn't even like, I don't think I would have liked storyboarding even, but, um, all of that aside, when I got to college, I went to college mm -hmm. for something totally different. And I wanted to do, you know, something in me was like, I want to take a, a stab at this. So I really want to try to like, try my hand at this actually. And, and you know, this, the school that I went to, they didn't allow me to do 3D animation because I guess my degrees mm -hmm. weren't up to their standards. So I wasn't accepted mm. into that program, and I ended up uh, just crazy. doing my own animations on my free time instead of doing my homework. So funny <laughs> enough, funny in college, I did. I was one of those kids. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't really matter to me. But um, mm -hmm. I was figuring out what I wanted to do, and my my heart was telling me I wanted to do something in animation. So. I failed college, I actually ended up dropping out and then going back to New York. And uh, I just started doing commissions, uh, short commission animations, mm -hmm. about 30, 20 bucks each. And I would draw people's uh, characters doing just one simple, like a simple motion. Mm -hmm. um, and then I start building my portfolio like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I kind of used to get into the animation world here in, in LA, you know, just those short clips. Mm -hmm. And it was practice, but it was also work. But in the meantime, also, when I was doing that, I was getting work um, animating and producing animated uh, music videos while I was in New York. So I was busy. I was busy. So what, who was like the biggest studio that ever contacted you? Hmm. Uh, by now, well, I have like a few actually that's, I can't really just pinpoint them anymore, but at the time mm -hmm. when the very beginning, the first one was um, Lucasfilm. They were the first huge studio wow. that hit me up. And again, each time I'm ready to quit my my career it seems like something mm -hmm. big happens which is kind of a running theme but mm -hmm. uh, at the time I was on my way out I was definitely I wanted to be I think I was threatening to become a, a bartender and just like leave everything behind me I was like I, I'd rather be that you know <laughs> but then as soon as I'm, I'm whining I'm whining and I'm like crying and I'm like, blah 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 nothing ever works out for me what was me I look on my email and it's Lucasfilm saying do you want to uh, storyboard for us and then I'm sitting there mm. looking like a dumbass um, excuse me I don't know if I can curse on this but 
Yeah, you can go ahead. No, no. <laughs> go ahead and curse all you want. Oh, I was sitting there looking like a dumbass with like tears and frustration, but then I'm like, well, <laughs> I can't. I have nothing to 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 cry about at that point. So it was just looking like a dummy um, at that email. But then I got really happy, and I was like, oh. Yeah. But then after that, um, the biggest one since Lucasfilm has been shoot. Um. I would have thought DreamWorks would have been the biggest one, but honestly, it's not to me. I feel like um, Netflix actually, if, at this point, because they're like the big hot, the hot, and maybe Sony. Nah, I would say I would really? say Netflix because they're like the hot people. Huh? Really? Tell, tell the story about Netflix. Oh, that was rather recent. Um. Because the DreamWorks thing, I could go into the DreamWorks thing. The, the Netflix thing, I don't think I can talk too much. It's a story, oh, okay. but okay. Uh, the the uh, DreamWorks thing, that was <laughs> that was interesting because I was also again, I was like at another crossroads where I was like done and I didn't have a job for like six months. So it's been some time at that point. So I was like, okay, either I'm not good enough. You know, you go. We all go through these these moments. <clears throat> so I, I I'm running through it, and I'm like, I'm not good enough, and I'm feeling sorry for myself. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, I start applying on the regular sites like Indeed and all these places for to these studios, and magically and kind of um, unexpectedly, they work. So it worked, and then DreamWorks kind of got back mm -hmm. to me. Um, yeah, and then I went in and I saw a few people, but yeah, that was probably like the biggest, biggest studio uh, up until this mm. one. Do you, yeah. do you feel do you feel that like creating animation is like tiring for you? Mm, depends, because I feel like hmm, if you love it and you love the people you're working with, it's not a job, but mm -hmm. like. It can be really exhausting if you're in an environment that you do not enjoy and you don't like the people mm. you're working with, or they are just plain out disrespectful. So, you know, they can make, they can drag the energy, you know? Um, so mm -hmm. animation itself, I don't think so. I think that it depends on what show. Sometimes it's, it's an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable production. Um, I would say mm -hmm. I've enjoyed I enjoyed working on Invader Zen. I enjoyed working on Solar Opposites. I I've enjoyed mm -hmm. working Huh. <laughs> I think those are the ones. Those are it. Those, that's it. But yeah, that's those it? are the ones I'm counting. But I think the more most exhausting job uh production i was ever on was the lucasfilm one um i say oh. to this day lucasfilm was boot camp for me because i had never done wow. 3d boards um and now i'm proficient <laughs> in them because of that job but i remember being in sf and having to jump from house to house or like find a new place each you know every t uh every other month or so um 
mm-hmm. just because it was like expensive and I couldn't afford my own place and I wasn't getting enough money to afford my own place and it was just not an ideal place to be if I was going to be stressed out or like pushing pushing to the limits at work and then True. coming back to some place that was not comfortable so yeah it was I was not living the best life at that point <laughs> are you are you living the best life right now or are you oh hell yeah I feel it I feel like I am even with this um, <laughs> quarantine thing I mean there's a lot of idiots around out there but it's uh and that's the only frustrating thing for me but um and obviously I'm looking forward to traveling again but I think that right now I am super I'm like the most comfortable I've ever been um and that's yeah no I worked for it though you know like it's a yeah I have the the circles under my eyes actually you know that estimate to it <laughs> but it's uh I still I feel like I'm never satisfied so there's that <laughs> um so mm-hmm. I could be living the best life but it takes something like a quarantine to make me sit still and realize like this is actually a very good life that I'm living so enjoy it you know mm-hmm. no complaints yep. I can't because that's an insult to others yeah exactly what is boom tag x <laughs> that uh, <laughs> is my IP that is a story that I've been developing for about 10 years. I came here, when I came to LA, um, I was pushed to pitch something to Cartoon Network. And I looked in my sketchbook and I saw a character that was loosely based, well, largely based. It was very influenced by um, Conti from Fully Cooly. <clears throat> so I just started kind of like developing a story around this character and then I you know I, I kind of changed a lot of the features for the character himself itself so I could uh I could actually see the influence and inspiration without having taken a whole character from you know and make a like I don't want it to be fully fully that's not what I'm creating so I, I ended up just uh taking the character and morphing it into something more identifiable to me, my culture, and um, anyways, yeah. So I, uh, I I developed originally. I developed it for Cartoon Network, and then I pitched it to Net, uh, Nickelodeon as well. And this was all like two, two, no, 2013, 2014. Um, and they said no. They were like, nah. And then. Um, I just kind of like started working on it on my own, you know, and I saw the potential in it. So, uh, uh, long short, the story is, I don't know if I I could really talk about it too much anymore. I know, I'm sure there's stuff Mm -hmm. that you can find online, but, um, for the, for the most part, it's about, uh, a kid finding his voice and and becoming something called the legendary sound master um so yeah 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 Hmm. and it's heavily influenced graffiti new york cities like 
mix of cultures and like the whole world that I created was um, it was heavily more heavily inspired by my life as in, as a New Yorker and you know my love mm-hmm. of, of all 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 I don't, I don't want to go into too much detail there though I think I might I'm about I'm like close to saying something I regret so <laughs> um like like, you, like well hip-hop culture yeah. you would say yeah there you go that's fine yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, I'm also inspired by a lot of people don't even spot this, but Popeye the Sailor Man and uh, Looney Tunes. A lot of people don't spot it though, which I think is funny. <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. What inspires you when making animation? Inspiring um, music. Music inspires me. So oftentimes when my head is filled with uh, other people's noise and voices and all that stuff, you know, people will uh, lay doubt in your mind often just by looking at you. Sometimes they give you that look and you're like second guessing. So I tend to drown out the world with music. I used to do that even when I was in, especially when I was in New York because it's such a loud, loud place. But, um, mm-hmm. I found that whenever I would listen to music, the world around me kind of took like, took on a, a whole different, uh, character. I could be walking through the gritty city of my, like my hometown or something, um, mm-hmm. filthy streets, you know, uh, crackheads on the corner something like stupid, you know what I mean? Like, home, you see the, the disparity and then see like the, the horrible stuff if you don't but once you place like music in your head it gives it like a theme it's different um yeah, yeah. It, gives, it gives you things to think about yeah right? and you know like uh, oftentimes people will go through the city and they're like oh this graffiti on the wall needs to be taken down but once I put the music in I start I start I start seeing the beauty in it and it's really beautiful the fact that the graffiti itself and the placement of it could tell a story like i always i always talk about this but last time i went um back to new york i was on a train i think it was like the j train or some shit and then we were going we were passing over the bridge and right on the bridge like the uh the beams you know like beams and stuff they all had like graffiti on it and I'm listening to my music and even though I wasn't there when it was being done, I can just like picture that kid on the on the beam just going to town with a spray can, you know, like something about that. And it's just like this music was able to let me sit with that moment or even imagine let my mind kind of like spiral, fly, somersault, all these things. There's so many possibilities. So music kind of helped me see a, a little bit further into every uh, moment, I guess. Um, so yeah, music is definitely inspiring. So like, what type of music do you uh, listen to? In I listen to everything. So I will listen to Bossa Nova in the grittiest parts of the city because it gives it a wow. different flavor. 
you know i will listen and, and mm-hmm. sometimes you can listen to hip-hop you can listen to all these things and it gives you something it'll give you a vision it'll give you like a feel atmosphere that you probably have seen in a movie but that's cool that's nice but what about this why don't you listen to jazz why don't you listen to something totally different you know and it mm-hmm. does it gives it like a whole other life so i tend to do that i like to mix it up and then it kind of like helps me um pick out a character chill yeah it's chill but it's also like picking out a character for your scenes because i'm also a big believer in making your your backgrounds and your environment a character when you're creating stories right um and me mm-hmm. you know I'm, i'm very heavily conscious of myself as well so it tends to kind mm-hmm. of uh once i see like the character around me and then i get to see myself as a character within that space and in that character like how do we interact how do we fit together um story wise what are the possibilities like if i was looking at this scene from the outside how do i imagine the story to play out and so i'm hoping i'm not losing you here but No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I'm listening. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm a bit felt. You know, I, I like, I like, I tend to uh, feel for my art. You know, so, so, um, mm-hmm. music definitely helps with that shit. No. No, basically, I just, I, I just like to listen to whatever my guest has to say. So, don't worry, you're not losing me. Oh, anywhere so <laughs> yeah yeah so <clears throat> yeah i tend to to try to like see character and things in every mm-hmm. aspect of life as well so music every instrument mm-hmm. has a character in it sometimes i'll like listen to music and mu- like uh, orchestra music and just kind of like each instrument is a character you know and the the melodies and all that stuff it's, it's just a telling a story being told of that character in line in a line uh in according to in accordance to like the other characters in this one piece so i get to kind of, like explore mm-hmm. you know um i wish i could explain it better i feel like i'm uh I would need the actual music to and then point it out to people to show them you know or <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's like my next project I don't know <laughs> mm. So what do you what do you put yourself in a project that you put myself that you made? You mean like insert as a character yeah like so as a character yeah It's yeah like I feel like uh that's not uncommon uh we all should be inserting ourselves a little bit in our characters that we and and stories that we make that's i feel like uh if you don't know yourself then you can't really know a character like you can't really create good characters you can't you you have to be aware of yourself you have to be conscious of like why you do things and a lot of, you know you you have to be kind of in love with yourself is what i'm saying put in love with yourself mm. and then you put these aspects of yourself into characters now 
putting yourself as, as a drawing, that's really basic. Uh, that's not my thing, but apparently my stuff looks like me. Uh, it's not on purpose. <laughs> I was told that by my grandmother a long time ago, but I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not like opposed to putting myself in a character. When I see a, a character, uh, when, I, when I'm creating a character getting really riled up, I get riled up, you know what I mean? Like I will, I will feel that because I know what it feels like and I know what, what she's feeling. Or if a guy, if I'm like my character Boom, if he's unsure about himself, like I know what that feels like. And I am putting myself into that because so, I'm using that part of me to build him. Um, yeah, I'm putting myself in. Okay. I think that's the only way you should be doing it. Because <laughs> otherwise, the character is going to be flat. It's going to be whatever you think a person is like, but not really what they're like. And it's whack. And you don't. I mean, I mean, if I put myself as a character, I feel that like I'm more egotistic to put What's myself wrong? What's in wrong with that, though? <laughs> I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. I- I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just me, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, even if you're not putting yourself, like, uh, like your looks or, like, things that are your, your features and stuff in there, it's, I yeah. still feel like it's a, a good idea to pull from your depths. You have to be very, very connected to who you are inside, you know? Um, a lot of times True. I see creators or storytellers, aspiring ones as well, especially, they are, they're doing like stories, but of things that they just think is cool, that they've seen somewhere else. So they're doing someone else's story and just putting on a skin, right? Um, that's the problem that we're finding, mm. or that we're seeing even in, um, well, I wouldn't get into, I don't know if that's the I was about to say something else, but it was going to lead somewhere else. Um, I feel like, yeah, when when you're disconnected from the characters, you see a lot of the shows that happen even now. Like, you don't feel anything for the characters when you watch them, right? When you watch, like, have you watched She-Ra? Like, what is the last show that you saw that a character you were like, oh, okay, whatever. Mm. No. Really? <laughs> Goku. <laughs> really? <laughs> Goku. Yeah, Goku's like whatever. Like, um, let me tell you, when I saw uh, Resurrection mm. F, the ending, I was like, yeah, I know this is going to happen. I know something's going to happen. I know Goku's going to say the day, and I was like, yeah, 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 like what you said, whatever. Like you feel, you so. feel whatever about this character. You're like, bleh. Yeah. He's just left character. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that because to me Vegeta is more of a character that I dig but yeah like the whole writing right now for for Dragon Ball Z is a little uh, it's a little tough. it's a little unfelt yeah I like Dragon Ball though Dragon Ball yeah. is still is still cool. yeah Dragon Ball was yeah. fun it, it still stands really it does um but okay yeah let's see so like this character is okay you get what I'm saying, like the characters you see on, but mm-hmm. my point is, is usually that the person who's writing for them 
they're not really digging deep, you know, like emotionally. Yeah. I don't know about the guy doing Dragon yeah, Ball Z. I don't know about that, but look, they're on some elite stuff in Japan. <laughs> but I can't really speak to them. <laughs> I just know that when I see stuff coming from America, the stuff that we create is just uh, unfelt. Mm-hmm. The last thing that I I can say that I felt was um, uh, Avatar. That's like it's still the only one that I could pinpoint. Is like that's the one thing that I could mm. really feel the characters. Remember when I well yeah I I do I do agree with that. Like a lot of the animation in you know in North America is basically comedy. You look at um, very odd parents. You look at um, basically SpongeBob. You look at a lot of uh, cartoons that just like comedy first and then you know yeah. the message last so but even yeah, so like even when we do action here it's like really not felt you know even like okay so we're relying on a lot of the the already the familiar properties like batman Spider-Man, all that stuff but even when you watch those cartoons those action cartoons they're not felt you don't feel the character and then you see things like she-ra or uh what else um, is on Netflix that's like actually, uh, I mean, there's other action shows, but like when you talk about these characters and you look at them, do you really feel who they are? You don't feel them. You can, you can write a little synopsis about who they are and that's just, it's really flat, but like um, from moment, you know? Do, do you, oh, oh, sorry. Do you watch yeah, Samurai yeah. Jack? Yeah, I've watched it when it first came out, man. Yeah, yeah, that that one's like you can. Right, feel there's that a lot of uh, quiet moments, you know. Uh, you're able to kind of like and the same thing with it's about the stuff that's not spoken that really gets you. That's how you feel. You allow the audience to feel things, you know. So a lot of unspoken exactly. shit, but. Even so, people behind that had a heart in it, you know, like they, uh, they had a message, an uh, over overlaying message. So, you know, mm-hmm. also my point is yeah. still that you I should can... know more about yourself in order to, to pull off those kind of emotional beats. You, have, you know, like emotion mm-hmm. in your art, man, like people can feel it. Exactly. Yeah. I do agree with that. Um, so, what has been your most difficult project? How did you get through it? The most difficult. Ooh. Um, I would still say Star Wars Rebels when I was on that Lucasfilm, and uh, well, huh? I no. Actually, that was my most difficult project, but it was most challenging, not not difficult. It was just challenging. The difficult one mm. was probably DreamWorks. It was not my my favorite. Uh, it wasn't the best time, but mm. yeah. So that's what made it difficult. Um, I think in the beginning when I said, you know, it depends on the company and the production and all of that stuff, it really does, you know? Uh, 
just a production being well thought out of well thought out and organized enough or the pipeline being better or any of those things can make or break something for an artist like it can make it really hard to work on things like that <clears throat> so i think uh i mean i mean in short like my my whole my whole mood for boarding kind of zipped out when i was there i was not i was ready to quit because i was just like this is not worth my energy you know i feel like at that time i should have been a director because i would have been able to show people how to work uh more efficiently an efficient way um so it wasn't the case and i think yeah i was just i was just kind of over doing boards uh doing boards the hard way and then not being appreciated mm -hmm. in my field and as someone has worked in this industry for 10 years over 10 years so yeah it took me a second and i was just like yeah I'm, this is more difficult to stay in it was really really hard to stay in this in this industry yeah wow, i was ready to quit crazy. i'm always ready to quit mind you but <clears throat> But I never do, and then that was like, yeah, I was ready. Um, but I didn't, because quitting is not in my my DNA. It, 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 yeah, I was going to say yeah. in your DNA. <laughs> yeah, it's really not, though. Yeah. Like, I'll say it, and I, I'd want to. Like, I, everything is in me to just do it, but then, you know, part of me is just like, no. Mm -hmm. you, you have a thing. You've come this far, so don't stop, you know? Okay. All right. What studio would you like to work for in the future? No one. No, none. <laughs> no studio. <laughs> in the future, I'm hoping to not have to work and I can just disappear somewhere, man. I, uh, I like doing my work. I like working on projects and stuff, but I'm also, I'm kind of beat. I'm kind of... Uh, I wouldn't mind having my own show. Um, that's the plan, and I'm gonna stick to it until it's a thing. But in the long run, in the future, the way I see it is that I'm working so I don't have to work, and yeah, so I can like kind of leave this industry and maybe venture off into a different kind of industry. I, I want to, I want to like explore. I kind of want to explore the world, you know. <clears throat> so, that, you said you want to make your your own studio, right? I do. Yeah. What would you What would you call? What would you What would What would you call it? Well, right now I have uh, my own LLC, my own company, um, Soda mm -hmm. Monkey Entertainment LLC, and. I guess that would be it too. You know, I'd probably use that name. It's a. Uh, it's actually what is it? The acronym. What is the first letter? Am I saying that right? Is that the acronym of it? Yeah. I, I think so. I'm. I'm not good with. <laughs> trust me, I'm not very good when it comes to. Those it's all good. Words, so. no, I have like one of those brains that are like forget words sometimes, but. <clears throat> yeah. But um. 
Yeah, I think it's like the, it's an acronym for my my own name. So SM Shauna Mills, Soda Monkey. You get it? So that's M. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's a nice. That's a nice name for a Thank studio. Thank you. I was thinking about uh, something fun, but also delicious. Which I don't. I don't drink soda, but I do know that people gravitate to. It's good to brand yourself as something tasty and flavorful, and something that people will probably want to eat or devour. Um, because that's what people like. So that's that's that was the science mm-hmm. behind that. Um, make it sound and fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. All right. What is your current favorite animated film? Oh man, that one's. Why do you have all these hard questions? Um, hard, <laughs> hard questions. <laughs> um. Okay, so for the longest it was Prince of Egypt. Then it became Kung Fu Panda. Um, then it was at some point Tarzan. Um, ah, yeah, that's a classic. Oh my god, the animation on that, and then like the 3D, and oh my god, so good. And um. Mm. Right now, are, are you liking all these Disney live actions? No, no, not at <laughs> all. Um, I was thinking about it because I was telling my partner about it. I was like, "Oh, you know, would have been dope. Would have been. It would have been dope if it was like a cross between the play. Uh, I mean, uh, Lion King. You know, Lion King live action. If it was like a cross between the play, the Lion King play." And um, mm-hmm. like something like treated something like uh, Black Pantherish kind of in the sense that we would make a whole new new world or in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like any, just make it like fucking, yeah. you could have had the people dressed up. You know, is uh, not maybe not in the same attire that was from Lion King the musical, but in you know, mm-hmm. but then we saw Beyonce's uh, black. What is it? Black is. Yeah. yeah. Black and then is I was king. like, Oh shit! She got the idea. That <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about that when you just when you just yeah. explaining it right now. I was like, Isn't that, isn't that Beyonce? <laughs> isn't that black? Yeah, is yeah. Black so Beyonce? I was thinking before I even saw it, and then I was like, Oh shit! When I saw it, I was like, Oh man, that's that should have been the movie. That should have, dude. They, they, it was such a wasted potential right there, man. It, it could have had. Why would you? Okay, my argument is, and still is, is that why would you have Beyonce just as a voice? You could have, you could have had her on the screen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I'm not. Well, well, I'm not like. I'm gonna say this, and um. Uh, what's 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 the what's Beyonce's the fan beehive. base called again? Oh uh, yeah, the Beehive. Don't hate on me. I'm not too much of a fan of Beyonce, but um, yeah. She's talented. Um, she is talented. I'm- yeah, yeah, yeah. But she kind of she kind of destroyed my childhood project. 
which is uh, the Lion King. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, the the song. What was the song again? Was Charles Cabrini? Can you feel the tonight? That was great. That was yeah. Oh, that was the song. That was a great song. The original version is a lot better. The original version is a lot better. You mean from the cartoon version? Yeah. No. Yeah. And I agree. I'm all for that, like, uh, cartoon version of anything, because I think 2D is where it's at, but um, I'm not, like, a Beehive member. I just want to clarify that, but when I saw that video, I was like, no, this, she's she's definitely talented. I'm not going to even pretend like she's not, but, um, yeah, I'm not, like... I'm not like I'm not running out to her get her music and always like you know people w- always want to get her concert stuff and I don't fight for her or nothing like that Same. that's not what I'm doing I don't know the drama that's going on sometimes I'll see it on TV but then I'm like oh that happened and then I move on with my day like <laughs> not dedicated <laughs> to other lives yeah okay that's that's good because there's a lot of women out there that that would like go in front of a bullet for uh, Beyonce. That's fine. (laughs) That's just not me. But that's cool. That's dope you got that. I mean, I'm not on it at all. Mm -hmm. I'm like, more power to black women because fuck it. We are like the most (laughs) disrespected of, it seems, all all people. It's ridiculous. That's that's another story. You know that you know the situation, but I don't. I don't want to go there. Oh. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, <laughs> that that situation. The one you just said, "Oh." I don't know. I don't know which. Um. Oh. Uh. Could I, okay. Could this be the whole Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion oh. situation. Oh. Oh yeah. 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 That. Yeah. Again. Yeah, no. Yeah, we shouldn't <laughs> right now because I know we're supposed to be talking about yeah. something else. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, your favorite anime film is. <laughs> I I honestly uh, can't pinpoint anything right now because like the latest, the last one that I saw that I really fell in love with was like Kung Fu Panda. Even even dragons mm. wasn't even that that amazing to me. It was good, but it wasn't like. Something about Kung Fu Panda, the first one, and like uh, the way it twists your emotion, not emotion, but like your expectations. So for him to be just like fat and that's his technique. <laughs> and then like, you think this big badass, badass is gonna like beat his ass and then he like tries and then he just laughs and it's just like, oh, <laughs> I love that. It really worked for the audience. <laughs> it was great. It was done wonderfully. But then after you already know his technique, yeah, it so it's no longer I'm like, why do you make a sequel of this? <laughs> well, I think they did make a didn't they make a sequel movie? Yeah, three? I why, three? but I said so, why did they? You know? Yeah, I don't think they should have. I think they should have left it at one. One? Just like Toy Story? Oh. <laughs> a lot of people... Well, they thought that... They thought that Toy Story 3 should have been the end. I think a lot of people mm. thought. 
I don't know. I'm, yeah. I forget how Toy Story 1 was. And honestly, it was uh, the second one. Me too. The second one actually made me cry. That was real sad. The one with, uh, what's her name, Sally or something? The cowgirl? Sally. Which you introduced? Yeah. 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 And that was mad sad. I didn't, I didn't watch the third one, though. Didn't mm. watch it at all. Yeah, I feel like they were just pulling, like trying to pull at your nostalgia strings. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I saw it, but it wasn't like my favorite. It wasn't like, uh, and then even when they were like, um, in that in that scene where they're about to get set on fire or something, and I was like not feeling, mm. I didn't feel quite like any kind of like tension there. Like, I didn't feel it. I was like, of course they're not gonna, they're not gonna freaking show the the char- the main characters dying. That's not a, that's not what they would do in Disney. Who would ever think that? And there was tons of people who thought that. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. I can't even, I can't even uh, think of anything. Hmm. Interesting. Well, like, well, the last movie I'm going to name, have you seen the Peanuts? The Peanuts movie? The Peanuts. So the Charlie no, Brown. No, I didn't and- see it. Nah. You didn't see that? Oh, yeah, no. That was pretty good. That was good, uh, but it wasn't great. Yeah, I never saw that. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Where do you... No, I, mean, I wasn't saying anything. Okay. Where do your strengths lie as an animator? My strengths... Thinking outside the box, I guess. Um, actually, that's a bullshit answer. I'm gonna say <laughs> my strengths are action and whew. um. Uh, no, <laughs> I would say my action scenes and being resourceful because I am kind of resourceful um Mm. even though I do work hard it's just I try to limit how like I try to like uh prioritize and and shift the amount of work that I'm going to do um into certain like important parts of the things you know but for the most part I'm quick Mm -hmm. Um, that's usually like my biggest strength is that I'm really quick at drawing and getting my ideas out. So like I make decisions quick and yeah, and I draw fast. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What's the future for you? The future. I am going to, in five years, I'm going to have a show. I'm definitely, that's my, this is my motto. This is not my motto, my, my vow. Um, mm. I'm going to have a show of my own on a major network. That's what I'm setting for myself. And, uh, and I guess eventually after that, I'm going to hopefully get out of America and set up my studio, build a studio elsewhere. Um, most preferably in Ghana. 
So, yeah, <clears throat> that's the that's the dream. That's the the end game for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's all the serious <laughs> questions. <laughs> the hard <laughs> questions, as you said. <laughs> well, now it's time for the fun questions. So, what's your favorite anime? Aw, I can't really choose one. So, I really love uh, <laughs> Promise Neverland. I love Attack on Titan. I love... um. Mm-hmm. I love One Piece. One Piece a lot. That is like super fun. I mean, it's like ongoing forever, but they had some moments in where, like, when his brother died, his, yeah, his uh, older brother died. I was like, oh shit, that was like hard. Um, Listen, I'm a, I'm a One Piece I, hater, so beware. I can tell, and I can see why. <laughs> but like, it's better than. Um, fairy tale because I, I, I sometimes play that in the background just as background noise but mm-hmm. one piece I would say I like the most about it is that uh, they're very inventive and creative with like powers and stuff like they think out of the box and I love that shit it's not like something that you can copy and if you did then huh, what happened just it's just like four kids gave me a bad experience of Luffy basically that I was it that. I had to like <laughs> over, overlook that though a lot of people can't come back from it I get it cause uh yeah they did fuck it up yeah, yeah they did <laughs> dream place you would like to travel and why dream place well I was supposed to go to Japan this year before, right before this whole thing happened. I was on my, I had a ticket and everything, and we were about to go. But my dream place is wow. definitely gonna be uh, just the continent of Africa. I want to visit and and, and also be a part of the the return. Uh, I don't know if you you know that that's happening, but um. A lot of us are, a lot of the intellectuals are going back. So I want to kind of like be mm-hmm. there and also be a part of the spark that, because um, it's basically, it's basically right now the new frontier. Since everywhere else is developed, there's like no real room to be innovative. And if you are innovative, it's, it's kind of either uh, stolen or just placed in uh, amongst the others, you know? But when you have a new frontier, it's mm-hmm. a little bit more appreciated, um, and it goes further. So that's one of the plans. That's what. That's the place I really want to go to. But I also want to go to Thailand, New Zealand, and and um, a few other places I have on my list. Oh, I also want to go to Sri Lanka. Hmm. I want to go to uh, the Maldives. Maldives, Maldives. Um, when I go to Bali, yeah, these are all the places that I have on my list. (laughs) Yeah. Dope. That's dope. Okay. So, what streaming service would you have your work on? Netflix, Disney Plus, 
Hulu, HBO Max, or your own streaming service. Mm. So it's a cross between Netflix and HBO Max, because I've been watching a lot of the anime stuff that's on HBO Max. I can't really decide mm-hmm. between those two. Um, the reason why I wouldn't have my own is because there's a lot of there's just too much competition out there, and I feel like yeah, I feel like uh, that's not really where I would want to put my energy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. One word that best describes you. Huh. Weird. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't oh. think you're weird at all. I think you're more. Chill. I think you're. I think you're more. So chill. you don't know me that well, huh? <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm. I'm freaking weird. Um. <laughs> I think sometimes I have like cool days, but. And, mm-hmm. but when I'm like uh, either o- overworked, which I guess is forgivable, but uh, there's moments where I'm just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm like panicking, and so I'm like all over the place. Um, so maybe not weird, mm-hmm. but more about like more so like sporadic, kind of a little bit unpredictable sometimes. Cause I'll, oh, you know what? Somebody told me I'm more. Um, when, what is that word when you act without thinking? Mm-hmm. We know this yeah. word. We are we're smart. Yes, I, I know. It's it's a, in the back of my head right now. I can't. Compulsive? I can't. I can't draw it from back. Compulsive. Say it again. That's not. That's not it, right? I don't well, think it is. It's the word that stands for when I act without thinking. That's the word. Insert there. Whoever's the insert that. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> In, any advice Impulsive. for upcoming animators? Impulse. 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 Oh. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. 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 Yeah. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> any any advice for upcoming animators i would say fill your portfolio get <clears throat> get better than me get better than everybody that you see and that you love to follow get better um because it's competitive and honestly we need more people in this field that is uh elite you know that um yeah, fill your you, fill your portfolio with storyboards if you can. It's a it's a really good it's really good uh, career choice. I I one thing I would also add is that in the beginning I uh, I was going to be try to go for an animator. So I was I wanted to be an animator, and then I was told to try out for storyboarding because everyone needs a storyboard artist. So I started to work more mm-hmm. so on that kind of part of my portfolio. And I'm, I was, I'm thankful for it because again, if there's no cartoons, there's still commercials. And if there's no commercials, which that's ridiculous, 
But if there's none, you have uh, live action. Live action also needs storyboards. Everyone needs storyboards, uh, even down to music videos. So you'll always find work. Um, <clears throat> and if you want to do animation, you can always animate from your storyboards. It's fine. You can, you can still build that. But um, other than that, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the biggest one. It's the biggest uh, ad- advice. Anybody you want to shout out? Oh, um, let's see. I'm sure, I have somebody on my list. I want to shout out the Colonut Productions. Um, my homie Onye, Onye Ude, Ude, and his brother. I think it's o- Obi Ude. Yeah, Obi. <laughs> He's uh. He's also <laughs> another creator who and writer and who's uh, creating like waves right now. Uh, Ferguson, uh, hold on, let me make sure I got his full name. Winston, there we go. Ferguson Winston, he's dope. He's a dope guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I worked with him at uh, Rick and Morty's and, and Solar Opposites, so got to meet him last year and was, wow. yeah we popped it off um yeah who else Eli Hicks him and his son like they're fucking dope um he's a he's a, a photographer and owner of Monkey Studios and then I'll do another shout out mm-hmm. to Andrew Augustine from Notion Games so like he old thing um for Ubi Island, uh, if you ever look him up, notiongames.com. You can check out his amazing website. His website is freaking dope, so dope. You should definitely check him out if you haven't. Um, I think that's it. That's all I. That's the only comment was. Yeah. Okay. I know you're trying to get out of, you know, social media, but go ahead <laughs> and share your social media yeah. links. <laughs> I am trying to get out of it. Um, yeah, so you can find me on, I still have it up, but I, I didn't delete it. It's uh, BoomTagX, uh, simply BoomTagX on, on Instagram and on, I think it's official, official BoomTags at BoomTagX on Twitter. That's B-O-O-M-T-A-G-X. So look that up and you can find uh, a lot of the stuff that I've been posting for my project, which, you know, I might not be posting as much just uh, as of late and a little bit further than now, but um, there's stuff happening and I can't talk about it, but I'm excited about seeing where this project goes and I'm excited about seeing where any of my projects go right now um the world is very hungry for black black media and black uh content so speaking of that (laughs) i was gonna ask you um what do you think about that do more animations need more black characters both we need them behind the scenes and in front like honestly there needs to be more people of color like 
I was telling my friend, man, I'm I'm just bored. I'm just bored of seeing the same kinds of people on the screen. I'm tired. I'm tired of. I'm bored of of following the story of the same type of people as well. So it's very. And even when you、mm-hmm. have black character on the screen, they are usually just a skin. They're not really people I can identify、uh, if I didn't see them, you know, or hear them with their their black voices. I think oftentimes there's,、mm. um, there people assume that you can just place a, a black skin on just a white character, a white character, and then all of a sudden that that makes them like it's diversity. But there's a little bit more, you know. We all have a, a culture.、Yeah. That no one else can really, really get. There's certain things. There's reasons why we do certain things that we do. Are as a black people, we are loud. Naturally, like, we are、exactly. loud when we celebrate and mourn. We are loud, like when we're happy. Like the fact that when、um, the okay example, fact that that I can go into an office and when I laugh really loud. People will look at me like, "What the hell is that?" Right? But, but <laughs> the fact that that was a part of me is because I come from a place that that welcomes that. That it's okay to do that, and I can do that when I go to outings with my black friends,、um, and I feel comfortable、mm. laughing loud from my belly. You know what I mean? And、uh, like almost to the point that I'm like jumping up and down, or like. You know,、uh, turned over to you know, like holding my gut and stuff. You know, they, they, that kind of stuff, and it's normal. But、mm-hmm. the fact that even that, even me feeling uncomfortable to do it in、uh, corporate settings or something like that—that's a part of a culture. That is a part of my story. That I don't think that it, it would be told in、um, by someone else. It would have to be told by me. There's something about that. I've experienced that. You know, I've experienced walking down the street and being turned by a black man because he wanted to get wanted my attention. Things like that.、Um, mm-hmm. The all of these things. That's a part of my experience that I feel like maybe I won't have that that shit in like a kid show. <laughs> I won't have that in a kid show because you don't want to、mm-hmm. like scare them or whatever. I guess, but. <clears throat> I did have, which I will most likely have, like an adult kind of show at some point. But I want to have moments like that because they're real. You know, these are actual things that happen, and I, and I I want people to not look at it and be like, oh, that don't happen, or、uh, you know,、uh, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I, you get what I'm saying. I think I'm also going a little bit off right now. But <clears throat> my point is, is that、mm. there are things and stories that some of us, like we, we can only tell. And I want to really, we really need to be in those places that we can tell the stories. Yeah. I I just I I also just feel like there needs to be more black leadership in the. Animation、mm-hmm. industry, so and th- well, like there's one black animated show that I know, and it's a、uh, is it Greg of the Week? Oh, Craig of the Craig of the Creek. 
Oh, blah. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cradle of the Creek, basically. And I feel like, yeah, that's a heartfelt show, as you were saying. And it just, wow, it just, it just <clears throat> has a, it just has a message with the show, basically. So, um, that relates to black culture, I would say. Yeah. And so. you know what's funny is that show is, okay, that show is made by white people, um, a white person. Yeah. Really? It's, um, it's not created by a black person, but there are a lot of black people on the show. I think, huh. you know. I did, not, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So there's that, you wow. know. Um, and you can feel mixed feelings towards it, or you could feel like represented, or you could feel whatever. Uh, I have not seen the show. Yeah. I think it's good to have uh, good representation on screen, but I also think it's very important to have black creators behind the screen, behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I agree. and I think that they might have like a lot of black uh, writers, even you know, because I, I, from what I, I've seen, it looked like the writing and a lot of the stuff was on point. You know, like they had moments in the in the actual mm. show that was like definitely on point and the people it resonated with us so good so i feel mm-hmm. like maybe they had they have like black black writers um but that's neither here or there i still think that there needs to be more you know and definitely behind the scenes because not everybody is you know not everybody that's outside of our culture is going to be as open or exploring they're not gonna be as open to exploring um us as people and stuff so yeah we need more that's all i do agree with that we do need more uh black animation on streaming services and tv as well so yeah do you yeah Hollywood has to get to work on that, so. I don't, I don't, we gotta dive out of Hollywood. We gotta reach beyond it, cause it's not, we can't wait for them. And I feel like, I also feel like that goes towards anime as well. I feel like they preach too much to, uh, I would say, like the white audience, because a lot of the anime characters are just yeah. like, I feel like the reflection is towards white people. I understand that there's no hardly black people in Japan, yeah. but I feel like that's their main yeah, target. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. is. It definitely is. And you, here's why I think that there's like, because you know that they love white people in Asia. So it's kind of like all around the world. Yeah. Let's be honest, like the the colonizing, the colonization or whatever, the colonial stuff kind of messed with everybody's psyche. Like the world is like this, even in Africa, they will, you know, there's mm-hmm. places where that will treat the white person before they would treat you because you are dark skin. So yeah, exactly. and it's just the mentality now because this is ingrained, but 
uh one of the things you know people want to really argue that at, at all you can always look at the um magi mag magi it's like sinbad magi you know what i'm talking about there's an anime mm -hmm. called yeah, but it's based yeah. off of like Alibaba and like Middle Eastern, the middle people of the Middle East, and nobody is of color. And they have like everybody has like blue or white, white skin, but like you know, like I'm like, what sun they been under? What desert they been going to? <laughs> it's like, what part of the Middle East are these people? <laughs> Weird. Where they at though? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh okay, but you know the argument is I, that oh well, they're just placing. A lot of the times when people want to dismiss it, they say that they're placing themselves in, in the role, right? They're placing themselves in it, but you know that's a damn lie. But you know that's a damn lie because it's uh, there's, there's, there mm -hmm. is a. Uh, somewhat of like uh like this love or fascination or like uh um like when you're fat i'm not just fascinated fascinated but you're infatuation or something like that with just anything being of your european descent or or origin um it's more yeah. romanticized um <clears throat> Yeah, so it's a little like I am not the type of person to to gripe about that stuff, but I'm also gonna be aware of it, you know. And I'm also not gonna gripe about it because my whole motto is that we should just make our own shit, anyways. We shouldn't be waiting for other people to include us in their in their shit. Um, they're gonna do what they like, you know. We can't police them. That's what they like. Now, if we went and we start making stuff and no and no white people or no, nobody was in that and then somebody had something to say mm -hmm. that would be in interesting to me but not yeah trust me yeah <laughs> and i think uh yeah i just think that we we need to have more so we can make it a norm and that it's not so unheard of and it's surprising to people and they're gonna put us in a box there's so little shows that are made by us that anytime we try to make something that even is is inspired by um serious shows like japanese cartoons or whatever they always want to place us with anime we're black anime we're not black anime we are animators we are making animation and it just it is inspired by maybe Japanese animation, maybe, you know, different, like we all have a certain style that comes with us, you know? And I think that that's another thing we, we're gonna have to tackle. We're gonna have to tackle that, that, um, the classifying us as something, you know, we have to really solidify who we are when we start making shit. And what this is because they're gonna try to put us in a box and, and, yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah that's what so we gotta make okay. a movement it's, it can't be and i i was talking to my partner about this and i was like well it could be a black anime I, i'm like not i didn't say that i was like oh i was like more so like um something stupid I was like it could be black animation or something like that right and and 
out it was said that maybe it shouldn't be that you know like maybe it should be more just animation why can't it just be like a norm just make it animation just so happens that it is done by all black like black creators why can't we have us a unit like that you know I think it's because we've been you know we have so so much sorry not a lot of characters in anime to the point that we have to put black anime right in front of the word anime well sorry black right in front of the word anime basically so right but again you see what i mean like we're not making anime because like okay i guess the definition for anime has changed but uh japanese animation um over the years but i'm gonna go with the very first yeah. or like what i'm used to yeah. and that is animation done in japan or created by japanese people right but um yeah, yeah that's yeah we uh we're I'm, I'm American and and I know that it was a cartoon first for me. I know that it was animation for, for me at first when I watched Lion King, it was an animation, the animated uh, mm-hmm. feature film, you know what I mean? So like I say animated, I, I don't, I don't want to go into a room, corporate room and then I'm presenting my show and because I have like an inkling and I love some of the stuff that Japanese people have done with their their properties that I go into this room and they're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, we'll put you in an anime section. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> so it's going to be a different, a whole other fight, you know? Because um, I want to be lumped in I with agree. that. I'm not an otaku. I was, and maybe I am a little bit, but I'm not like hardcore like that to where I'm like, <clears throat> kissing somebody's butt like I'm proud of my uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of like where I'm coming from you know but yeah I think oftentimes it's like I don't want to be okay the reality is that I don't want to be placed in a situation where it's uh it's a narrative it's a narrative speaking to like the fact that I'm I'm uh not I'm not coming on my own. I'm like latching on to someone else's culture or I'm latching on to somebody else's mm. invention. You know? <clears throat> I think that's what it is. Like, I, I, I want to be placed on my own by stuff. Like, if you look at the, my work, it'll be Shauna Mills animation, not anime or, you know, like, even shit. It, it doesn't even have to be mm-hmm. said that it's an American anime or black animation. It could be my the, the animation from Shauna Shauna Mills. That's it. Like Miyazaki, my so my partner actually brought this up, and that's why he's in it. But mm-hmm. Miyazaki, when you think of Miyazaki, you think of his his style. That's his animation. Is yeah, and that's that Ghibli and his stuff. Uh, <laughs> you don't think of Japanese animation. That's not the first place you go. You go to Miyazaki's name first. You know what I mean? You're thinking about and you see the style. Yeah. So that's all. I I think that we could kind of like wean ourselves away from like trying to be a part of someone else's group so Mm -hmm. much. 
I'm not a, I'm not much, too much into that. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. That was awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, Shauna. It's been a pleasure having you on this episode, and I hope for success in your future with animating. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. Anytime. You're free to come on another episode if you want. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, okay. This ends the Cool Concept Podcast. This is Mikhail Miles and Shauna Mills. And we are out. Ha, <laughs> ha,